This is Florence Whitingale, and you are listening to today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. Hey everybody, it's Bill Bailey. Today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. And I wanted to introduce you to this very special edition uh, Monday night news type program that we are starting here at today's Boondoggle. Uh, It'll be hosted by our regular guest, Mr. Flo White, dropping knowledge with uh, a friend of his that uh, attended these... uh, jack smith patriot classes with him uh in the past uh brian and uh they have some really good conversations in these episodes they're going to be dropping some serious knowledge so prepare to be red pilled my friends and uh without further ado i introduce to you monday night jack here on today's boondog Side Neely and East Side Brian here. Yeah, how you doing? How you doing? We're we're back for Monday night. Jack Smith. Uh, we're getting a little. Well, actually, the bad rain just passed us. If you know, it looked at the radar. It was really dark down south. It must have just skimmed along 480, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least it hit. It was bad. Hard, it was yeah. really uh, dark and scary looking. And I looked at the radar. I saw nothing but red stuff. You know, but go ahead, say some things, Brian, because your your waveform over here is looking a little low. Oh, oh, we got some action. We got some there. rambunctious dogs. Here. Yes. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to turn you up a little more. All right, that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, well, basically, uh, we got a lot of things going on. What's called civil unrest, which really isn't civil unrest, it's just more or less paid uh, paid rabble rousing, as I would call it. Uh, due to stopping what the transition seems to be. We seem to be transitioning back into a republic form of government. And apparently there's a lot of, uh, well, a lot of people that have in the status quo that just don't want to see that go go down the drain, you know, their little democracy uh, criminal organization. You might as well call it that because in general it's just... I find it has been to be cunning ways to rip people off, take what what truly belongs to people, and withhold what truly people should have access to. But in this transition, as we uh, see a lot of things are going on, uh, and uh, it's just like a a temper tantrum uh, that a spoiled child would have if you listen to Hillary Clinton saying there will be no peace, you know, uh, from the Democratic Party and this and that. And more or less, just more when you hear her talk, she doesn't say it in this many words, but it uses some of them. It says there will be no peace until we basically get our way, like little spoiled kids. You well, know. it's not going her way. Um, we've heard no. a lot about Judicial Watch uh, bringing her to court to get her to, you know, they want to do a deposition on her. Well, and um, and she's been trying to avoid it. So her attorney um, did a writ of mandamus, and uh, they had it live uh, streaming. 
and I listened to a little bit of it. And then I watched okay. one of my shows, uh, Black Conservative Patriot, this guy out in California. You've probably seen me watching him. I've yes. been watching him for about two years, ever since he kind of started. And he does a pretty good breakdown of things like that. And um, he, he went over parts of it. And um, it, it's not good for Hillary. Um, I don't no. think they gave her leniency. The, the guy came out, her attorney came out and said, Basically, the final argument he said is it kind of brushed it off at the at the to the extent that she's just too busy to deal with it towards the end. But at the beginning, he was saying she's given up all the emails. Well, that's not true because there's so many other emails uh, out there that they're still discovering. Well, yeah, I would say they probably actually have them all. It, it, it's a lot of emails, a lot of information to go through, and that's probably what they're finishing off is going through. This is why they want the deposition. The deposition is basically she's either going to tell the truth, which incriminates her, yeah, drastically. She's damned if or she does, or if she comes if she and lies, yep. she's going to be In perjury. Yeah, busted for perjury almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And as we see with the Rosenstein uh, investigations or hearings here, you know, it his testimony isn't looking good for any of them. I mean, yeah, I've seen. Uh, uh, Representative Cruz and, and even Graham tearing into tearing into him, okay, pretty pretty decently. So it ought to be interesting to see how all this plays out. But none of it's looking good for their their little organization. There, they're all tied together, and they've all been working together to keep a lockdown on basically the government. And as we see their grip slip, we're seeing. A lot of funders, like uh, you know, Sor- George Soros uh, and many others, uh, funding these uh, riots, basically, in, in mostly the demi- democratic cities, you know, or democratic ran cities uh, across America here. And uh, but it's had a reverse effect from what they wanted. They wanted it to bring civil on unru- total civil unrest and uh, bring in a race war. And from what I see, it seems to be bringing a lot of people together. Yeah, I'm giggling because of that uh, meme you shared with uh, who's the guy in uh, Gold Member or whatever. Oh, uh, and he, he yeah. says, uh, hey, the COVID isn't working. Unleash the race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that is good stuff. That was Dr. Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. from uh, – What's his Mike name? Mike Myers' yeah, uh, right, right. movie there. Uh, yeah, it was excellent. Uh, there, there's quite, uh, quite a few excellent memes. The one with uh, Tom Hanks sitting in the park and said, and just like that, everybody went from being disease experts to civil rights attorneys. <laughs> uh, I, I love that. But, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things. It's very enlightening to see a lot of people are, are waking up and come to a logical manner of thinking instead of, you know, going off the deep end. Uh, I mean, you got a lot of a lot of funded rabble-rousers, but you got a lot of people manning together to make sure, you know, they ain't going to do that much damage, period. I mean, since the National Guard had to be deployed, okay, that has worked out really good. You've seen uh, most of the violence go down to nothing, uh, as far as that. It, it, they you know, were there were threats going on in New York. Yeah, I think so. In Philadelphia too, or, or something like that. There's like two places that's still dragging on, and that's just uh, well. Giuliani said it best. You know, dereliction of duty. I mean, that's total incompetence yeah, right Giuliani there. Giuliani really tore him one. <clears throat> oh yeah, I mean, they've done nothing. That they should have done. Hell, even in Cleveland, if it wasn't for DeWine, I mean, the National Guard wouldn't have been deployed here either. Frank Jackson wasn't planning on doing anything but let it happen. That was his whole answer to it. Oh, let it happen. After it's all done, we'll, we'll, if the people are safe, then we'll do something. Well, does that make sense? How does that make any kind of sense? Hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, they knew this was going to blow up into a big thing, and they deliberately... Uh, you know, deliberately let it go and probably even rabble roused it on a little bit as well. 
I mean, yeah. it, when you're seeing piles of bricks stacked up, yeah, it, frozen yeah. water bottles. That and, bus and, in Cincinnati. Did you see the school bus they bu- they yeah. found in Cincinnati with a bunch of weapons and bats and axes? And, well, that's how the ra- uh, the rabble rousers. Most of the yeah. rabble rousers are getting down here through uh, uh still uh, still yards. Okay, on buses mm-hmm. coming here with no baggage from out of state, yeah. no nothing. You know, unload and then head downtown and. You know, it's one thing to circle around the Justice Center and tear up police cars and this and that, and, you know, because, well, the police have not not a great track record, at least in, in what I've seen in my life, okay? Uh, you know, there has been abuse of power, but as far as a racial thing, no, I've seen white people done wrong just as well as black folks, you know, and I've seen a lot of times where the police had to use necessary force, you know, I mean, it it all stems from different circumstances that we've been talking about over the past two recordings and what we're going to try to get into today, which maybe is going to be kind of like going into a republic. You think we're going into a republic, but, uh. You know, the militarization of everything since the Civil War, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the military flag with the horizontal stripes Yes. Uh, instead of the peacetime flag pre-Civil yeah. War. The, um, well, yeah. The, the military saying, being in control of everything. And, and look at over the past 10, 20, 30 years, you know, the military has been giving surplus to these police agencies. Mm-hmm. We know under uh, the Trading with the Enemy Act of 1933 – U.S. Yep. persons are, are enemies of the state, subject to yeah. the whims of extraction of funds. It's all it comes down to through all the laws and what have you. Yeah. Um, and um, before we get too further, I wanted to mention when you got here, I was watching that uh, this uh, this fella, Young Pharaoh, um, and uh, really good stuff on YouTube, and he actually, I he, he James Munder featured him on a video, um, but he broke down the Wiener laptop and more specifically what was rumored four or five years ago. Now, whenever they discovered yeah. it, we we heard it first because we've always been listening to the real fake news. Which yeah, is the we real would news. usually yeah. hear things yeah. sometimes as much as two years before it would sure. hit mainstream. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, about the way they took that young girl and supposedly did this this ritual with her, you know, and, and how um, – I didn't know how many detectives are, and I don't know if, if uh, young Pharaoh is true in his claim that there were uh, initially 12 New York City detectives investigating this. Wow. I didn't know the number of – I knew that New York City was investigating it. Uh, I knew that they were kind of threatening the FBI, you better do something with this or we're going to make it public. But I did not know if it's true that there's 12 FB, uh, New York City police agents investigating it. Nine of the 12 are dead. <laughs> and, um, and, 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 and like um, he went over what we talked about years ago. It was a Q post. And I remember when it came out, it was a letter from suppo- a supposed FBI agent discussing oh. how corrupt things are in Washington oh, yeah. and it, and how um, if Hillary goes down, essentially the whole government's going to go down oh. because the whole of Washington is like Trump said, a swamp. Well, you know that. And media, so it le- leading up, yeah. the, let me just make my point. Forgive me for taking so long. Hey, so. For, sorry about that, folks. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if this is really this, you know, he makes the point, this young pharaoh, all this shit, the COVID impeachment, it's all to prevent. I won't say all, but mostly to prevent Hillary from being exposed. And if, you know, what if, you know, Q says the real big boom or the the mega, the you know, mother of all bombs, like. You know, what if the new and, and, and this is another point young Pharaoh brought up or maybe James Munner. Look at the way. I don't know if you've paid attention, but the New York Police Department is pissed at the at the mayor. And uh, they, you know, few of them gotten shot, beat up or what have you, like you just mentioned. What if these guys release it on Times Square? That video, you know what I mean? Well, let me let me say this. The mega boom. Weapons of mass destruction have always been a solid understanding of what's really going on, okay? Uh, the intelligence to uh, to see through 
what the media puts out. I mean, when you when you have nothing but media that puts out stories that, oh, well, this guy committed suicide and, and he shot himself in the head with a, a, a framing a nail, nail gun. gun. Okay, <laughs> yeah. nine times. Okay, sixteen inch, uh, sixteen penny nails. Okay, nine times. You you know, it's not easy to to shoot them things once. Okay, after the first time, you're not squeezing that I, up against your head again and, and pulling the trigger and then repeating. All of okay? a sudden, I got a picture you of know, some of some uh, agent that's just like on the brink of uh, mental complete mental Ill- enjoying himself with the nail gun. Well, you know what when, I mean. Why when I, would you kill? somebody with a nail gun. when i first heard this i said to myself my god working with nail guns you got a, a safety uh, that you got to push down okay it, it's got to be flushed up against and that takes pressure to do that because it's spring-loaded and then you got to squeeze the trigger right okay and <laughs> you ain't doing that to the head nine times uh you know my point is is when you hear things like that it's just absurd it's a it's an obvious lie okay and, you know, the Clintons have a, a track record of every time somebody seems to there be a whistleblower against the Clintons, all of a sudden they come up dead. Yeah. Now, the, a lot of investigations count. in this manner. Now, you said it, it's all to protect uh, Hillary. Well, yeah, it's to protect well, I, Hillary. Not but all, it, but it, it, it's yeah. basically to protect a, all of them. She's a linchpin to everything. Well, yeah, yeah, well, she's tied in. I mean, just like a, a John Podesta. He's yeah. tied into all of them, okay? They're, it's like one great big country club family there, you know what I'm saying? And they've stuck together and they've held their, you know, held their grounds on, on moving things along. Anytime any, any snags come up, you know, and I think they got a little complacent. Okay. Yeah. And uh, in the way things were going, they didn't expect what happened with Trump. Okay. And the looks on their faces all, I mean, pretty much said it right from the get-go. They knew it was game over. You know, we're not longer going to stay in the state of emer- a continuous state of emergency, remain a democracy, and strip the people down to the bone. Okay, Tell us what a democracy is, Brian. A democracy is a military-industrial complex. That's what a democracy is. It's the opposite, or almost an opposite. It's almost like a mirrored image of what a republic is. In other words, under a democracy, they tell you they tell you, okay, that you are innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. But no, the actions show otherwise. The reality is, under a republic, you are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Because in a republic, they have to produce concrete evidence, okay? Not hearsay and and things of this nature. It's got to be concrete evidence, okay, to convict somebody. In uh, democracy, you're already, the judgment's already been made, okay? If you don't provide your innocence, proof of your innocence, then you're pretty much toast. You go through the case not really knowing what's going on because the attorneys aren't really, you know, they get you to waive your preliminary hearing. It's like, okay, for a speedy trial. Well, you waive your preliminary hearing, now you, that's, you just did away Okay, forfeited. The only hearing that you can bring any evidence to show your innocence <laughs> in the situation. Yeah. A so way to rebut you, any presumption so and, or bring a remedy of some kind. Uh, it's yeah. like I said before, uh, years ago in my class that I used to have, a contract law class, uh, is they run it backwards from how it was done in a republic. The cases are ran backwards, but they're not ran all the way in reverse. Can you... They stop. Expound upon that. Well, in a republic, uh, basically, uh, somebody makes a complaint or witnesses something. Okay, that evidence is taken down to and reported. You know, with the police. Okay, it's looked at by the prosecutors in, in a, a jury, a grand jury. Now, a grand jury, not a grand jury foreman or a grand jury like they say now, which is really just. Most cases, just one one chap. Okay, uh, it's a grand jury of twenty four. They got to get a hold of your friends and family because they need, not only you know you have to be able to judge your uh, character. Okay, 
You can't convict somebody of doing something, especially if they've never committed a crime. It's not in their, you know, their mental. And who would know that? Their friends and family. So it's the grand jury. And it's not a jury before their peers, their friends and family. Yeah. They know the character of the individual. They know the character. Right. You know what he's capable. Yeah. So right then and there, you know, they determine, okay, right off the rip if, you know, if charges should be brought or not before they even come out and arrest you. Okay, then you start court and in the court, you know, jurisdiction's not shifted like it is in today's day. You know, there's no requirement for an attorney. All right. And you can provide, you know, a proof of evidence. Okay. Without a problem. Okay. And without a lot of these courts, they make you do the same. um, How do I say it? Uh, It has to be everything has to be styled. And filed in a manner that somebody in law school would would have learned, you know. Yeah, you need they a, take that away from you. Absolute eyewitnesses, okay. You know, I mean, uh, that's like in a in a democracy, you can bring in a handwriting expert, and if both parties agree to it, which sadly they unwittingly do, at least one of the parties, you know, uh, then uh, that's hearsay, okay. That's not admissible. Okay, and the rules of evidence, that's really not admissible in court because that man never witnessed you put a signature down on a piece of paper. So how can he come in and say that, yeah, that's that's his handwriting for sure, you know? They're just guesstimating. I mean, there's so many people and so many different styles of handwriting, and I can say in my own experience, uh, you can look at documents that i've written out over a period of 30 and your years signature sort of changes everything changes yeah. it's not exa- identical and exactly sure yeah. you get certain habits and things like this but then it changes with mood and time sometimes you're writing fast sometimes you're taking your time it's different you know so it's not proof positive it's just like a dna test they never tell you a dna test is 100 percent, you know correct positive they can't because they know it's not. And they actually even flub and kind of lie. I mean, when you have uh, 60 people out of every million people that will have the same DNA at the same time, you see, it's just not likely that that 60 million people are going to be in one specific area or not, you see. So, it, it, you know, they cannot say what proof, but it's loud. Just like the uh, lie detectors, okay. It's hearsay. It's not any proof of anything. It's, oh, somebody got nervous. Well, maybe somebody gets nervous when they feel like they're being interrogated. So if somebody's getting nervous when asked a question, I mean, that's not really a a guaranteed sign that, oh, he's lying or he's not lying. So the only way that can be accepted in the courtroom as evidence, and even in a democracy, is by the agreements of both parties. And you're agreement to it it doesn't have to be verbal well then if you jack say would nothing, have always said the facts are on the moon mm, yeah. the facts are the agreement of the parties yes see there is nothing technically wrong with the democracy okay or the system and how it operates it never violates actual law okay uh but what it does is uh it creates a fictional existence of things that are in reality okay and in a way in in the republic there is that being done too okay you mean like somebody doing business as a person well jurisdiction in a sense that could be a corporation you know in all my my years of study and looking at this jurisdiction is the hardest thing to understand okay for a lot of folks it's an imaginary thing more than anything else, okay? So you have to have a, a, a vivid imagination. But uh, there are three major uh, jurisdictions, okay? One being nature, okay, which is reality, the things you can touch, the things that grow, everything that we had really nothing to do with, okay? Nature and nature's law. Yeah, in real things, in what we make out of these real yeah. things, mm-hmm. all right? Then what you have is, in a democracy, you have a split jurisdiction, okay? You have a public and a private side of the public, 
all right now for all intents and purposes in my life are any any dealings with society this and that is all in that public part of uh that public democracy and the private parts are kind of you know uh what happens behind the scenes in the courtrooms you know judges chambers and things of this nature that's you know and how things are operating like in a bank you know people aren't really privy to how it happens in the bank until you start going through the law books and see how they work work and how the whole process goes on but you're not privy to that that's the private side of the public so all information in the public and the public is commerce it was it was that under the, a republic it is that under a democracy the only major difference is, is a democracy's military ran. Mm, yeah. Okay. And a democracy is a republic went de facto. Okay. Uh, and how you get to that is this is something that's not really, <clears throat> really explained a lot. But in, in these jurisdictions, okay, you have... Uh, an understanding a lot of people get jurisdiction and venue, okay, a courthouse, okay, say like downtown common pleas or a municipal court, all right, uh, in that courtroom, that's a venue, okay, that court building is in Cleveland, blah, 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 but in that courtroom, there's numerous jurisdictions, you can have uh, admiralty, uh, you can have Roman civil law, and you can have equity. Uh, which is chancery. All happens in the same courtroom. All Basically, the chancellors are judges. It's what jurisdiction are the parties invoking? We're, we're not taught to set the, par, uh, the jurisdiction of the case before we get into the court, you know, or even when we get there. A good movie example of setting the jurisdiction of the court is... Um what was the movie with uh, the guy that played Brit- Mel Gibson? And Jack used to always bring up that movie. Yes. Um, gosh. Well, see, and, and let me... And there ex- was a great scene with him and that English general Yeah. when he barters the 18 men, yeah. straw men, prisoners. Well, let me say it like this. Uh, back in the day when, you know, they would have uh, giveaway free property, okay? Big spans of land, you know, you go out there... And people would stake the ground, okay? They'd put four corn stakes in the corners and wrap a string all around it, okay? <clears throat> Not claiming the land, okay? They're claiming the jurisdiction right above the land. Can't claim the land. The land belongs to God. That's why the Indians kind of laughed at the... <laughs> they understood <laughs> the jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah, they understood, you know. Nobody can actually own the land, you know. And our legal system uh, does follow that, even in a democracy. We own that piece or the land that floats above the land, so to speak. The imaginary land, okay? It's kind of like a, a a reflection in the mirror. We can't own the actual substance that's sitting in front of the mirror, okay? But we can own the image in the mirror. That's how the legal system is. That's how come everything is represented by pieces of paper, Every real object that's ever been made is represented by right. a piece of paper. Right. Under a republic, <clears throat> things are not prepaid. Under a democracy, things are prepaid because, well, it's a military operation. State of emergency has uh, been deemed, but it was not just a state of emergency. It was changes that were made along the way in Emergency and War Powers Act in 1933, which added U.S. citizens as nothing but enemies. Hmm. So yeah. basically, you have to surrender your estate at birth, okay, over to the alien property custodian who owns your whole holds your whole estate. And that's all under Title 50 when you get into. Yeah, you mentioned States it quite Code. a few times. Yeah. Yes, USC or yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Title 50 is military. Oh, yeah. Military. And uh, 
And uh, you're supposed to claim it back once you reach the age maturity. Age of 18. Well, age maturity. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, okay, but, we, yeah. we've you always be been taught, yeah, you know, right, oh, right, you reach right, 18, right. you're a man. No, right. no, it don't really work that way, not in a legal sense. In a legal sense, you're not mature until you become competent. That means you know how the games ran. Okay, now you become a threat because if you've done this separately outside of the normal ranks, you know, going into the financial business or the legal, uh, you know, business as being an attorney, okay, and practicing, as the years go on and you go up the ranks, if you do go up, continue to go up the ranks, you learn more and more of how the system runs. Okay, it's not told to them from the beginning, and they're not given access to it because they don't even know to look for it, okay, the way it's taught in their law schools, okay. I am an independent studier. I've spent, well, 20 years at this basically now, and at times it's a full-time 12-hour job, okay, and so I didn't have no filters, you know, or a bunch of paper, unnecessary paperwork to, to keep me occupied. I can read through the whole book, not just this section or that section. So I have went and studied a lot of this. And it, it come to find out when I speak, you know, uh, and have spoken to many attorneys, I, I literally walk right out of their mental of understanding their whole scope of <laughs> studies and i've even been told by attorneys that you, you know shattered their picture window of oh, life i destroyed them yeah. because you know uh, just like if i go into detail and i, I probably will a, a future later on a future thing more yeah. on uh jurisdiction don't call it a thing it's the jack smith monday night all right well, <laughs> don't get jack rich smith on me monday. <laughs> <laughs> But we will go into more jurisdiction, dealing with more of the the public side of it, not so much the private, because nothing's really dealt with in the private. There's ways to write out your name in the private manner, but there's almost no reason to do that unless it's just a personal letter going from one man uh, or woman to another man or woman. Other than that, everything's a legal system. It has to be either with an upper and lower case uh Starting letter or up case name altogether, like you find on a license or a gravestone or <laughs> any other company name. It's a dead entity. Okay, it's a creation. It's a corporation. It's not the actual thing, as they as Mister Rich would say. But uh, what you have, okay, is a commercial. Venture and they've even and the commercial society has overran into the private and, and taught people to put their private lives out into the public and, and commingle these jurisdictions. And it should never have been. Mm. And people at one time kind of knew that. All right, it, there was a certain understanding on how how you treated your enemy. You can see it in certain older movies. Uh, I watched this one probably from the 30s uh, back in a you know number of years ago, and in this particular movie, you had two two brutal enemies of each other. The guy, uh, guy's arch enemy, shows up at his front door. He lets him in, talks to him all nice. Hey, come on in. How you doing? Have a seat. You want something to drink? This and that, and really nice. And the other guy's like, no, no, thank you, thank you. You know, but uh, I'm here to talk about uh, uh, this and that. And, and, you know, they weren't talking about nice things. They were talking about fighting with each other. But he did not disrespect this man in his own jurisdiction. Was that The Quiet Man? I'm not sure what movie. It uh, reminds me of a scene in The Quiet Man. So many movies I've watched over the years, they, they run together. I'm not as good at it as well, Jack maybe with it's the not movies. Maybe The Quiet Man, yeah. But, uh... But this, yeah, this was definitely an older movie, okay? And I just said, wow. You know, at least they, they understood. There was a way to carry yourself out in the public, and there was a way to carry yourself in the private, okay? When you're walking into somebody else's home, you're no longer in uh, the private, so to speak, or even the public. You're in that person's jurisdiction, 
don't dishonor them in their jurisdiction. Dishonorable, uh, dishonor is punishable by death on the spot. Okay, uh, and you know, and that was uh, always a law. You know, that's how it's done. You don't go and threaten somebody in their own home. I mean, <laughs> you know, only until this democracy time says, uh, you know, uh, a threat uh, break into your house and, and you happen to kill them and all of a sudden they can sue you and you sit in prison. You yeah. Know, for defending your own home and your family. I mean, and there's been, uh, I've seen a, a case of that happen personally. And so, I mean. It's kind of how got me into law as well, you know, studying law so much is because of all the things that I've seen that made no sense, <laughs> you know. It, it, you know, how can something totally wrong go on? And, and then you understand that it's a business, you know, in a democracy. It has nothing to do with anything personal. Whereas in a republic, it a republic, uh, commerce is not allowed to trample on your private rights, and diminish them. And here's something I kind of want to get off my chest early on. When uh, I talk about these things, you got to understand I'm not uh, a normal patriot, okay, as, as it would seem. Uh, I study the law to understand how things work, you know, how they operate this stuff, how it started off. It's all tied together. Uh, the democracy comes out of uh, our republic form of government. And uh, our form of government was a very open form that allowed many different people with their own laws because you were king of your own castle. So you lived by your own laws. You learned how to govern yourself. So when we look at things like the Constitution... That was a legal document. It has very little to nothing to do with the American people. It was all to do with limiting and regulating the corporation that the American people had put together uh, and allowed uh, basically uh, crown, uh, uh, you know, loyalists bankrupt, okay, and used for their own need and greed and, uh, and have hijacked our company ever since the Constitution. Now, so when I look at that thing, I, I say that's, you know, that in the Declaration of Independence is not, uh, that come later, that's all about uh, our corporation, for the most part, nothing to do with the actual people, okay? The people basically followed uh, the basic laws of the Bible, okay? And that's why the people have traveled over here because of the Indians' ways of lives. See, the Indians, you know, might have not read no Bible, but they understood. Love thy neighbor as you love thyself, and love thy God, your creator, with all your heart. You see, that means do nobody no harm, steal nothing from nobody. Why would you take something from somebody? Why would you damage their property? You know, why would you hurt them? Because when you do that, you do that to yourself. You see, every time you do that, you know, what you create is what you receive. And so the Indians understood that. They lived that. They lived it. They didn't talk it and preach it. They just lived it. And the people seen how free they were. You know, there was no wars between Indian tribes. If one guy had a beef with another guy in another tribe, they had a spit. They fought it out. You know, there was no, <laughs> you know, uh, these, you know, they were... They were civilized, and they, they used some common sense and at least some decency about things, okay? And, uh, and that's what attracted people, the freedom, the freedom, freedom and the choice. So it was every man's own law under a republic, okay? And it, the democracy didn't take anything away. It just added something in and used that as a predominant thing. So you could always go into one of these courts and invoke a, a republic jurisdiction through equity, chancery. And, uh, but who was taught this in school? Nobody. We're not taught law in school. We're not taught anything about the legal system, <laughs> you know, let alone law. Okay, you only find that in the Bible. And that is the culmination of all Ten Commandments right there. And one little, you know, and that was right up from uh, Christ's mouth, and I do believe in Matthew. But 
what we have here, and, and what I I look at is, what did we do? What is our record? How did we start? How did we get here? From what we were told was then, and what we were told was always a lie. And the sad part about this is, is you know, you figure, oh, they lied about this or they lied about that. No, they lied about just about everything. And, and you might want to call it a conspiracy theory. But here's what I'll say. Who puts conspiracy theories in books and libraries for the public to see and read at their leisure? Not many. Not many. Yeah. Um, and, and it's done that way because, well, the libraries ain't popular. People don't spend their time there. People are spending their time busy yeah. doing many other things to, to keep things going. So they don't go through the books, so they don't see it. And as time goes on, more and more, these books are disappearing because, well, oh, it's online. It's online, which is true. It is online, you know. But, again, people are distracted by flashy, more entertaining things. But let me tell you, when you go through these law, I've seen some, I've seen a lot of things in my life, uh, you know, but when you go through these law books and, and start reading these things, it's like a horror story at some points, you know, it, when you realize. When the realization hits you on certain yeah. things. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Jack always used to say, when the military takes over, the first thing that they get rid of is the truth. And the second thing is they get rid of the lawful money and give you military script, which is what we've evolved into specifically in, yes. since after 33 in the Federal Reserve Bank of 1917. A we truly started. cashless society. Yeah. Yes. And so um, because cash was property, cash was something you owned. Well, After it was a little. It represented you didn't a piece own of, it no of gold. More. You yeah. just had possession and use thereof, but you, you didn't no have longer a ownership. legal title. Yeah. yeah, no legal title. So none of your house, your car, nothing no more. Uh, it all belonged to the state, which we went full blown communist at that point. You know, and uh, <clears throat> in thirty three, yes, in nineteen thirty three, full right. blown. But it was a slow. It, Oh, slow progression in the way we look at it. It took from the eighteen mid eighteen hundreds, you know, till then to do that, you know, uh, and that's how they do everything. In a slow and we're back. Uh, continue, Brian. What I'm saying is, what they have done is they brought in something as tacit agreement, okay, uh, in thirty three by making us enemies and changing. Uh, the process of how everything worked, okay, without telling anybody anything. And they didn't have no, there was no provision that said you got to tell the people exactly what's going on, okay. So there's no law that said that had to happen, but by rights it should have happened. And tacit agreement is, is this. If I was to take Mr. Neal's keys right now and jump in his van and drive off and he doesn't say anything, then he's in agreement with what I've done, Okay, and so uh, <clears throat> he's basically giving me a license. Now, uh, what I'll say has happened is by doing things, okay, and changing things and carrying on, okay, nobody put up a stink, okay, and said, hey, we don't like this, we don't like that, and how could they? Most of the people, were, or a lot of people, I should say, were struggling. Not all. Okay, the, the people out in the countries that had farms and this and that, as far as their well-being, they were doing great. I mean, as far as the sales of crops and certain things, that was different, you know, but... They could sustain themselves a lot better than city folk. Yeah, so the, the Great Depression wasn't really much of anything to them, okay? But to the, to the city folk and, and things of this nature, it was big change, and uh, they were open to anything because they were struggling. Uh, just struggling to survive in a lot of respects. Uh, things were rough. And so they uh, allowed a lot of changes and never gave it thought and never looked into it, okay? And that's kind of how all, all governments, you know, that was the downfall of the Republican form of government is the people themselves were not diligent in understanding what was going on. If they were uh, a more intricate part of the company that they set up, and was more into the, the dealings of it and watching it, okay, uh, we wouldn't uh, let the British officers bankrupt it, 
bring in these deals, you know, uh, like the Constitution, and uh, further along to where we are today in a full-blown communist democracy, okay, which is just one step from a despotism, okay? Sure. So two things. Um, what we uh, – well, at least one thing. There was a, a famous case um, – Back in 1937, Tompkins versus Erie Railroad. Yes. And if you've been around as long as me and Brian have, you probably heard it mentioned in the meetings and things of that nature, probably, what, uh, several hundred times? Oh, uh, yeah, many, many, many many times. And its significance was that, uh, and now mind you, it was three years after, or three or four years after uh, 1933. Yeah. The ruling. Like five years. Yeah. But, yeah, and um, and basically, in a nutshell, it disbanded, or it said well, there's no longer any more federal common law. Well, uh, what I'll say is the system was shifting from uh, the the acts that were put in through uh, the New Deal put in place in 1933. Right. So it it was the it was, was the, two decisions. Okay, in 37. The decision uh, went with uh, the poor chap that got killed on the railroad. He, he won right. the case. Tompkins. Okay, yes. And uh, because under Republican, uh, Republic form of There law, would have been a damage. And there would have been a damage, and uh, the railroad company was responsible for it. Well, uh, the courts changed over. Uh, more judges were added in. Okay, into the Supreme That's Court. That's right. He did stack the judges, and right? And the judgment was overturned in '38 when, uh, when they, yeah, they stacked the Supreme Court, and when it was overturned, uh, it basically ruled that uh, he was trespassing, uh, you know, basically, and had no rights. All right. Well, how can you trespass? Technically, trespass on a company's property. And here's what I'm going to say about that. I know where you're going. Go okay. ahead. Okay. <clears throat> See, uh, <laughs> when and let, let's not to get off track, but look at all the the power with a railroad. We've talked about railroads. Oh yeah. But go ahead. They're well, like the government in and of themselves. But go ahead. Well, I'll say this. <laughs> I, I'm going to say this. You know, we 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 put this little radio uh, podcast. Whatever you want to call it. It's Monday Night Jack, Jack Smith. Smith. Okay, it's so Monday Jeez. Night Jack Smith together. Yeah. And at this point, you know, we, we're throwing it together at, at the seat uh, of our pants here. Uh, and we still kind of are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. I, I can go into much more detail uh, in separate topics, you know, and I, I shall, okay, because there's so much to talk about. Yes. You, have, you enjoy talking. Oh, yeah. You have the licensing that come into play in 1933. Yeah. Okay. Where you didn't have to deal with and such they, things. And they kind of made it mandatory. They, they gave people a hard time to, to get those numbers. To deal with such things yeah. before that because if you're a company and you had a delivery truck, you know, and you're delivering goods, you had to get a license. Okay. That was commercial operations, you know. And the reason for the license is to place a bond in case you damage somebody or something okay and so it was to insure something not an insurance policy an actual insurance okay and so uh in that way you had a bond everything you did out in the public in case you damaged anybody and they can get compensated on the spot not no you know legal battles and long processes well, basically, after 33, uh, you're deemed now an enemy, okay? You, everything that you are doing is now considered commercial, so you need a license for it. Because Here's slaves why. need licenses. Because they gave you a franchise. Mm. You were always just a, a, an investor, an undersigner to the company. Okay, but now they've given you a franchise, and on top of this franchise, <clears throat> it has certain rules and regulations to it. You're not the owner of it. Now, and I say to myself, well, how's that? When you're putting everything into it and you don't own it, you know, that's what is called a usufruct. 
Okay. And, uh, well, <laughs> it, it, it's as nasty as it sounds. It's where one person puts in all the energy, labor, uh, for another's benefit. And even though you are the actual owner of what you produce, it's looked at in legal title as he's the owner. See, it's a, it's a theft. It's actually a theft. It's, uh, what would you call that? Grand larceny is what it's called in, in legal So terms. they gave you this franchise. They gave you a game piece to operate in yeah. commerce. Jack would always say early on, years ago, it was kind of like a kind of like a shield it was a shield against the living man in a sense well yeah it's a shield it it is it's a scapegoat it's basically everybody has a shadow in the light okay you go outside you got a shadow that shadow is not you okay but it is it's there Okay, it can't be touched. It's just like the reflection in the mirror. It can't or be Jack touched. would mention the form. It's a lichen, yeah. yeah. It, well, the that's where the yeah. term human comes from. It's the hue, the color of man, okay? It, it, you know, it, it's mankind. It's like man. It's kind of like man. It's not exactly man, you see. It's a, you know, it's a made-up thing so to speak. It's only the representation. uh, A shadow is basically the absence of light in that spot, okay, because you're blocking the light, you see. So it's just a reaction of something. It's not an actual thing. Right. Jack went on a lot of this years ago. Yes. Form and substance. Yeah, form and substance. And so, you know, that's just a form, okay, Uh, the shadow. And that's what the legal entity is. Mm. And you take on that uh, that entity, but you never claim it. Okay, you never put claims in because we're not taught to put claims in from you know thirty three on. You know that's out the door. You know uh, the way jails have been done. You know a lot of things uh, get me. I hear uh, a lot of misinformation. In recent times, it seems to be placed out everywhere that we come off the gold standard in nineteen seventy one. No, 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 no. We come off the gold standard in 1933 when we lost all property. Gold was property. That was, you know. A little representation of the land. It was mobile property. Right. That you can carry in portable around, okay? Mm -hmm. I watched a wonderful documentary on gold last night, but go ahead. It took energy. It took energy just like building a house. Somebody got to chop down the trees. Somebody got to shape the wood. Somebody's, you know, Mm got to put it together. Okay, and who's putting it together? That's that's their. They have an equitable interest. They are the creator. Of the the living man is what puts okay. energy into the form. Now, if he agrees to give it all away, that's, that's nothing wrong. Ag- that's, yeah. there's, no, there's nothing wrong about you. Know, it broke no law. Okay, but you know, if you've given it away without knowing what you're giving it away in the first place, and knowing that you had a right in the first place to keep what you created, then you know, uh, you would look at things differently. And we're not taught these things. We haven't been taught a lot of things. I used to wonder. <laughs> so, so how is it that you, you know, now have to get a license where before, you know, you had a right to travel. Right. Now so, you have a privilege to drive. So moving on. Okay. <laughs> so moving on. Like we have this situation now um, with the George Floyd murder. And you brought up something very interesting, and I've been thinking about it ever since you brought it up. Um, you also mentioned how um, the democracy, you know, the Democrats are just, they've just shot themselves in the foot. Like you mentioned at the beginning of our little, of Jack Smith, I almost made a mistake and called yeah. it the thing, yeah. our little thing. Um, you know, you <laughs> mentioned how, um, uh, you, you know where I'm getting at, but the, the you know, the Democrats are failing. We can see that the people don't want this military government anymore. No. You know, and and you were mentioning something that you think they will use this George Floyd case as a reversal of the um, the Tompkins versus Erie Railroad. Well, yeah. Bringing back some form or an attempt to to bring back a landmark case. Federal common law. A lot of things. Okay. How the, the courts operated. Okay. And when that happened, I mean, there's a lot, lots of things. I mean, let's rewind for the audience. You're saying when Erie Railroad 
came yeah, out. It changed all the, yeah, it changed the courts. It changed, it changed, it changed so much. how the yes. courts operated big right. time, okay? And uh, <clears throat> it also it changed on how evidence was looked at. Uh, from that point on, put it to you this way. Hospital records from before 1933s are not recognized in the legal system, in the courts, okay, in the public uh, common police courts. They, or, you know, they don't allow it. And you say, why? Because it was about substance. And now we only deal with form. We don't deal with the real thing no more. We deal. That's why... It's why you have a, a, a lawyer. A lawyer gets in that pond and he swims because he's immersed in law. Okay, you have an attorney. He's at law. He comes to the edge of the pond, but he won't step into that jurisdiction. He stays on the outside of it. You know, and uh, uh, these changes in how they changed everything over made drastic, <laughs> drastic changes in our lives. And I, I watched in my lifetime. Things just dwindle away to nothing. For decay, sure. Decay. For sure. Even the new things they build yeah. are, are so generic and cheap. I was thinking to what more about had. just after 08 and, you know, after the 90s and going through the Iraq War and then just seeing the way Cleveland just got shittier and shittier, you know, and the whole country basically did. Yeah. And then in 08, the whole, the whole country, Ohio became a heroin ghetto. I will say this. Uh,. And it was due to the Reagan's uh, economy, I would say. Uh, by the by, the early mid '90s, you know, and when Clinton got in, things were not bad as far as money making. Okay, uh, but a lot of things were decaying away. People's freedoms and all this, you know, was just melting away. And the money, because we, we had a recession in the early '90s, actually, believe it or not. And that's where the quantum easing started, that type of stuff. Oh, we'll just flood more cash in the system and more fractionalization, as they call it. Yeah, and, and then in ninety, in the mid-90s, we had that big credit boom. So anytime, <laughs> anytime you dump cash into the society, it booms, okay? Yeah. So things were looking really good, okay? All of a sudden, then we got Bush Jr. come in. You know, he goes on vacation, you know, he comes off of vacation and, and, you know, they they level a couple buildings, you know, and say, oh, my God, we got terrorist attacks and this and that and, and lied to us about what was going on at that time. Totally. It was a, a big cover up of what was really going on. We were heading into a jubilee. We were free. OK, you know, ha- had that not happened in 9-11. OK, by 2002, 2003, people would have been getting all the notes for their automobiles in the mail. They would have been getting all their their mortgages, the documents, the whole thing, the whole package in the mail, okay? They would have been getting all the court records in the mail, okay? And it would have been all sealed and done. It would have been how it was in before the 30s. You had a court case after it was all done and over with. They would send you the court case closed damp closed even you know and that actually kept going on until about 1974 when they took a win the innocent plead you know that was to change what happened in 71 was we come off the silver standard when we come off the gold standard only metal to back our monies was silver yeah uh, Kennedy tried to try to revert everything, that. and yeah, yeah. And, and silver what was is that the, executive order zero 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 one or zero no? One, one, it's one, like one, one, uh, five ones, I do believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, executive order five ones. Yeah, uh, if I'm correct, or something. There's a lot of ones close in to that. It. Yeah, there's definitely four, a lot. Four, it's been years four since ones, I looked yeah. at it. Yeah, it's been years and. Cup runneth over, and then after they killed him, <laughs> it took about uh, nine or ten months for the U.S. to finally confiscate all. Oh those yeah, notes. yeah, to get every all yeah. the notes back in uh, in the coins too. You know, they, from there sixty four, as you see, by after sixty four, there was no real silver in the, any of the nickels or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was all clad and, and just fake. Uh, again, this the shadow, the form of the thing, not the actual thing. So do you think they're I mean, going to here's go a, here's yeah. an interesting point that uh uh the guy who got me started into law okay had brought to me he said can you pull a penny out of your pocket 
And I said, yeah, I can pull a penny out of my pocket. And so I reach in my pocket and grab change. And I pull what I call a penny out of my pocket. But it wasn't a penny. It was not a penny. It was a one-cent piece. Mm. Not a penny at all. A penny is uh, about the size of uh, a silver dollar, okay, in solid copper, pure copper, okay? And we only, I think it was 1859 was the last time there was a penny. <laughs> you know, so we, we don't have a penny. You know, we never had a penny. Yeah. We've been taught we had a penny, but we never had a penny. That's why I mean it's cashless society. You know, we no cash. You know, we're just using uh, really a uh, bank script, military script, as Jack called it, but banknotes, okay? They're banknotes. They turn the jurisdiction, uh, you know, something, a notes that banks, different branches of banks would transfer back and forth. Instead of risking losing gold and silver by right, robberies and whatnot, and, uh, not yeah. Bills but uh, what we we talked about that last week. Well, money orders, IOUs, yeah. and things yeah, of this nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and bills of exchange. Bills and, of exchange. Yeah, bills of exchange, and uh, they they were you know they they represented you know actual the actual thing in, in back in the day. Okay, so it was it was a a bank use only. Well, well, basically in 33, they turned everything into the bank or basically built the bank around everything. So everything's inside the bank. So we can own That's where we got our freedom. We're allowed to run around freely in the dome as long as we do exactly as we're told. You see, it, you know, that's why I get crazy when I, you know, hear that word freedom, freedom, freedom. People look the word up, do some research. You are either free or you are not free. Mm. And free isn't by shackles on you. Free are the walls they put in your mind, the jurisdiction that they got you locked in. You know, when we were kids, we, you know, and I got in trouble a few times for not standing and, and pledging allegiance to the flag. And I said, why are we pledging allegiance to the flag? And what does this even mean? You know, as a kid, I had no clue what yeah. that meant. Okay, you are pledging, okay, everything, okay, you are saying that, hey, everything that I have, it belongs to you, the company, okay, everything that I had, have, and will have belongs to you. You know, pledge. And, and not only that, yeah. not only that, now I'm giving you my allegiance, I will do exactly yeah. what you tell me to do. We, I remember first learning about the birth certificate, and Jack always called it a pledge. Yeah. It's almost like going to the pawn shop, and you give them you the property. You got your pawn ticket, yeah. You know, and you, you get your receipt back, which is your certificate or your birth certificate, yeah, which shows that yeah. your property is being held somewhere. Yes. You got to go get it out of the pond. You got to get it out of the pawn shop. Yeah, yeah, you never got your birthright. You you traded away for a uh, bowl portage or whatever. Yeah, you, you yeah, know, for, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Esau did that. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And uh, it's terrible. I mean, uh, we did it inadvertently. Okay, in the what? Inadvertently. Oh, in, yeah. Okay, inadvertently. Yes. 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 And uh, in younger times, it's our parents that actually did it. You know, uh, not knowing. You know. Because, well, who knows how to operate a trust? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's my question. Yeah, well, I, I've learned, I've learned a lot over the eons. Uh, <laughs> but it's a long study. It's many things to cover. We're just touching upon a lot of things that I would go into into a logical detail. And uh, so, as time, you know, as time goes on, we'll we'll have uh, more of a structure to the. To the Monday nights, the Jack Smith's Monday nights. You almost in messed it honor, up. Yeah. In honor of Mr. Smith, because he's really uh, taught and helped me a lot, uh, and, and many, many others, okay? And he's always taught peace, which is something that, you know, these false flags is actually bringing upon, you know? Well, not to go on a bet, but that's, if this if this thing quells down, like, like you were saying, expect more crazy shit 
you know, more false flags, uh, well, maybe, you know, snipers just shooting people randomly on the freeway. Uh, it's well, just craziness. It, 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 it's like <laughs> a lot of the, it's the paranoid yeah. schizophrenic uh, that I heard all through my studies, you know, about, oh, you know, the shadow government, the deep state, the, the Illuminati's, the yeah. this and that and that and this. Well, look, fear is not knowing things. OK, you are only afraid of things you don't know and don't understand. You know, when you study something and learn how it works, there's no fear no more because you understand how things work and you, you don't get caught up in these problems anymore. And so and that's that's the thing. People need to learn how to govern ourselves. Stop looking for others to help us. You know, if there's a protest going on and everything's peaceful, you know, and you got a couple rabble rousers coming in and start throwing things, it's everybody's duty to stop that. There was a few examples nationwide of that. Yeah. I know at least I saw one where they wrestled one guy to the ground and, um, and did almost like a gave him to the police. And it's, the one th it's the one thing for a group of people to get together and destroy a building and cars and this and that. Okay, but... When you're going to try to run through cities and damage all these uh, businesses, mostly small businesses, went homes through the COVID. and properties of people that are struggling. They've gone in through first this COVID, place. Yeah. they're on death's door financially, I mean, and now this shit. Yeah, these ain't big conglomerates no. that got all this insurance. I mean, they, they do have insurance, but it's really not that easy, you know. A lot of insurance companies don't want to settle the claim. So we, we will get into more of these things in, in future episodes, but I do plan on focusing a lot more on the Republic. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. <laughs>